Hello and welcome along to the Profit Podcast once again. I'm your host, Paul Kempe, and I'll be solo today. As you, uh, if you've listened for a while, you know that during school holidays, Matt and I tend to split responsibilities of recording podcasts. And a nice chance to just hear one voice and um, one message sometimes. So it's my turn to go through something with you today. So today what I'm going to talk about is uh, it's a topic that somebody reached out to me on just in the last seven to ten days asking about how you build a business when you're a new PT in a gym, just started in a commercial gym and looking to build an audience, looking to build up a client base and how do you get your first sort of four to five clients. And it, it got me thinking, um, as I've said on previous podcasts, a lot of my role now involves sales. Uh, we're just about to open another gym site for profit and I'm involved heavily on the sales side of things. And something I mentioned to this person when they reached out was that you have to get good at dealing with rejection. That is a key element or a key ingredient to becoming good at, as a PT business owner, but, but building up your first batch of clients, you have to get used to being rejected and pushing through rejection is something I wanted to talk about today. So if you're a new PT trying to build a business, just starting out, maybe you've got one or two clients, maybe you haven't even got that. This is for you. This is something that is going to be challenging, um, but I'm going to try and unpack a few pieces of advice that I would give you right now. So first of all, the odds are against you. Like That's the first thing to realize. It, it's not an easy market. And this this would go for anything, to be honest. I've never worked in anything but personal training. I've, I've kind of freelanced in a few different areas, advised in a few different industries, on different things, but my main bulk of my work has been in PT. But I'd imagine this is exactly the same whether you're selling carpets or whether you're selling, you know, accountancy services. I, I would imagine it's exactly the same. The odds are against you. Most people are going to reject you. Just get used to that. Get that in your head to start with. Across any marketplace, around about 10 to 20% of the people are ready to talk, ready to engage, or better still, ready to buy automatically. That is not a large percentage of people. The vast majority are going to tell you no. So just let that sink in for a minute. If you're listening to this now, let it sink in. How does that make you feel? What associations have you got to what I've just said? If being rejected is a big trigger for you or a big... um a big, it causes a big reaction, a big emotional response in you. That's probably something you're going to need to work on. Now, this isn't meant to be a therapy session, but I do want to bring it to your awareness. I do want you to be aware that you might need to do some work on yourself here. And being brutally honest, and this is not a criticism because I did this, I got into the personal training industry because I was working on myself. There was things that I needed to work on. I found exercise really, really helped me with that when I was sort of in my, my teens and growing up into my 20s. And I thought, well, if this helped me, it must be able to help other people. So quite often you'll find that people in our industry, including myself, get into it because in some ways we're a little bit broken. We we do have a, a few scars there and a few things that we've dealt with in the past and, and been rejected maybe in some cases. So be aware of what associations you have to that feeling and what it's likely to manifest as as well. So in other words, if you go on a gym floor, somebody instantly says, look, 
piss off, I'm not interested, which that language has come out for me before. Um, somebody has told me to literally piss off. What's that going to do? How's that going to make you feel? What's it going to look like? And how do you deal with that? So there might be some inner work to do. There might be some self-work to do. So if you need to skill up in that area, I would definitely suggest some kind of mentoring if you need to get a mentor. Shadowing. If you haven't got the budget for a mentor right now, can you shadow people? Can you get alongside someone who's good at this on the gym floor and build your confidence? Start providing more evidence that you can do this. And that's the only way to do it, really. You have to supply more evidence that you can get this done rather than not get it done. And that really does start to grow your confidence. So shadowing is a really good way to do that. Communication courses. Are there courses out there that will help you be more successful at speaking to people? Because this is a skill. If you're going to go out and speak to people or make a sales um, approach, it is a skill. So look at courses, look at things where you can skill up and level up. And then, you know, if you can't afford a course, reading, podcasts, like reach out to myself and Matt about what we read, what we listen to in this area, and we'll give you some recommendations. Okay, right. Now, some good news on the, all that side of things. If you do work on those things I've just mentioned, you can up that 10 to 20% of people that we're ready to engage now. In other words, the better you become in your communication, the higher that percentage goes. So to begin with, expect that 10%, if you're a complete beginner to this, expect that 10% of people are likely to engage, 90% will reject. But as your communication skills get better, that'll creep up to 20%, to 30%, to 40%. You might even get good enough where you're starting to get into 50% plus. Now, that then, obviously, then it becomes self-fulfilling and your confidence goes up and you start to want to do it more. So... As time goes on, this will improve. And if you just stick to it and give it everything, you will get better at it. Okay. Next thing. I mean, after this, it really does just become a numbers game. And if you are a beginner, I just want to give you some brief numbers on this side of things. If you're a beginner, you're likely to be at that 10% mark. In other words, you speak to 10 people, one of them's going to engage. Nine of them are going to say no. Not for me. So, you know, get used to that. But let's have a look at that in terms of numbers. So if you want to book a consultation each week, here's likely what you're going to have to do. If you speak to 100 people in your gym, 10 of those people are going to engage based on 10%. Now, out of the 10 people that engage, there might be one of those, 10% of those, that really are interested now. And there's your one consult. So there's the chance to sit down with somebody who potentially is very interested, likes you, likes what you're talking about, believes you want to help. And there's your consultation. Now, if you do that each week, if you speak to 100 people each week, you've got four consultations in a month. Now, separate episode, if you've got four consultations booked in, go back and look over our back catalogue. We do lots of stuff on how to deliver a, a shit-hot consultation. If you can convert two or three of those consults, you're in business. If you're picking up two or three new clients every single month, you're going to be pretty full pretty quick. So although those numbers seem small, those 10%, do not despair. If you're picking up one consultation every week, you are in business. You are doing really well. So the question then becomes, how long is it going to take you to speak to 100 people? Well, being brutally honest, 
that's up to you. I've seen people who can do that in a day. They can speak to 100 people in a day. They set out maybe five or six slots of an hour. They're on the gym floor at different times. They can speak to 10, 15 people in those those hours quite easily. They're quite comfortable with getting rejected. And they will just be there and smiley and happy and helpful. And the more you do it, the more you get comfortable with it. So you can speak to 100 people in a day. If it takes you longer, it takes you a little bit longer. Just build it up. But aim for that 100 a week, 10 people that engage, one person out of that 10 that might book a consult, and then you're in business. Like I said, then it becomes a numbers game. A little caveat here. I mean, I'm aiming this at people mainly starting out their PT business, probably in a commercial gym, looking at face-to-face PT. Social media can up them up them numbers. So if you are thinking of building a social media platform, just build it in a place where your potential clients are more likely to hang out. It will increase the amount of interactions that you have with them, but it it will work alongside your face-to-face interactions as well to get new clients. So 100% set up a social media platform, make sure you're adding good content to that. This is not for everybody um, in my experience because it can start to overwhelm people. If you're trying to pick up clients in in a gym and at the same time you're trying to put out loads of content on social media, it can become a bit overwhelming. So not for everyone. But if you've got the capacity to do that, then great. I would have both working alongside each other. Right. So I'm going to give you another step here. So it is just a numbers game. Build your confidence, get some help, skill up. But what happens to those other 99 people out of 100 that said no? So if you work the numbers back to what I just said, 10% of those 100 are engaged. And then 10% of those 10, one bucks a consult. What happens to the other 99? Well, this is where reframing comes into play. And reframing is a psychological skill of putting a different frame around a situation to create a different emotional response or a different perception, therefore a different emotional response. So this is a really simple concept that was taught to me early in my career. But when somebody gives you a no, it isn't a no. It's a just not ready yet. So the clients who are rejecting you today could quite easily become clients in six months' time. Now, rejection is one of our primary fears in life. Nobody likes me and I'm not wanted. That is one of the primary fears that all of us as human beings are are likely to have on some level. It's pretty tough to handle. And our emotional response to that sometimes can be, I'm never going to speak to that person again because they rejected me. Now, that would be wrong. That's where reframing comes into play. If it's a no, it's just a not ready yet. I want you to really let that sink in. Keep speaking to that person. Keep acknowledging them. Keep giving them eye contact. Keep saying hello every day. How are you? How are things? That will come back. Keep learning a little bit more about them. Keep building up some more rapport. Eventually, you never know, that person could turn into a client in three months, six months, maybe even a couple of years' time. But keep in touch. It's just a not ready yet. And here's some questions for you. Out them 99 people who said not ready yet, you might just have not you might just not have enough rapport. So have you got enough rapport with this person? Key question, do they trust me? So have you listened to them? Have you understood them? In other words, do you know their needs? Do you know their goals? Do you know some stuff about them? Have you found out what their current challenges are or their current pain in relation to exercise and progressing in exercise? 
do you genuinely think that you can help? I think that's one that's sometimes missed. If you don't think you can help, then just be nice. Just be nice to them, be kind, see if you can refer them out to somewhere. Do you think you can genuinely help? If you do, do you trust your process? In other words, when you work with someone, you'll have a a process of working with them, exercise, nutrition, mindset work. Do you trust it? Do you think that it's really good and are you confident with it? If not, there might be some work to do there as well. And I've spoken in the past about, you know, I think you need 10% delusion here. I think you need a bit of a, a bit of fake it till you make it. In other words, you believe in your product so much that, you know, you are confident with it and you do sell it, even if it's not quite there yet. So I'm not talking about it has to be perfect, but do you believe in it to maybe 80% to eight out of 10? Get to that eight out of 10 by building confidence in your product. Do a bit more work, make it better. And then something, again, this is a little thing that was taught to me early in my career, but stuck with me forever. Your belief must be bigger than their doubt. Now, most people are going to you know, going to look at this like, I can't do it. You know, this is all right for everybody else, but I can't do it. Now, I haven't got the time. I haven't got the the resources. I haven't got the the fitness levels to be doing personal training. That's all their doubt. Your belief in them has to be bigger than their doubt. So you have to see the best in people. You have to be able to communicate that well as well, that they can do it. Okay, so overall, that that stuff I've just been through there in the last few minutes should show you that it's not personal. It really isn't personal. Those questions above I've just mentioned, they're just a checklist to work through. Have you got enough rapport? Do they trust you? Do you understand them? Do you know their needs, their goals, their pains, their challenges? Do you genuinely think you can help? Do you trust your process? And is your belief bigger than their doubt? Make sure that you're looking at that genuinely and thinking, have I done that or am I asking for consultations too soon here? The last thing I want to mention here, and um, it's probably one of the biggest parts of this today, is, is what's your why? You you have to know your why because there is going to be pain involved. So you have to go through some pain to get to the next part of your journey when you're building up your client base. And you need a why for that. You need to understand it. There needs to be massive pleasure at the other end of this. So you can see the vision. You can clearly define it. You understand why you're working this hard at something that you probably dislike. And here's something else for you as well. Most PTs compare themselves to other PTs going, you know, oh, it must be so easy for them. They look like they go and chat to people really easily. In my experience, the types of PTs that can go up to people and very easily chat to people and build rapport is a small percentage of the mass population of PTs. It isn't the majority. The majority are quite scared of it um, and do need a bit of help with actually learning how to approach people. So you're in the majority if this terrifies you. But you have to have something that drives you to the other side of it. And you have to have massive pain if you don't do it. So have you worked out your pain and pleasure drivers? What's at the other side of this if you really push through and you really commit to it? And what happens if you don't do it? What regrets are you going to have? What shitty job are you going to have to go back to? You know, it might be that you've changed career and you think, right, I'm going to give this a real good go because I'm really passionate about it and I don't want to go back to what I was doing before. Okay. You know, trigger that pain every single day if you can, because it'll motivate you to go in and do the work you need to do. Now, if this kind of thing is is stressful every day, which again, it could be, in order to stay focused on the big vision and the why, here's a few daily rituals that might help you out. 
have a vision board. Said this multiple times. Have your goals, your vision really clear somewhere where you can see it every single day. I used to have it taped up in my hallway as I walked down the stairs. It was stuck to the door. Now I have it in different places. Now it's on my laptop. It's um, in uh, my journal every day where I see things. But I, I remember a time when it was literally stuck on a wall in my house and I had pictures of everything that I wanted to manifest. So have a vision board clear where you can see it every single day. Clear your mind daily. Um, I know more people are becoming aware of things like this, but how many people are actually practicing it every day? I'm not sure. So breathing techniques, meditation, cold plunge, which is the one I use, takes two minutes every day to do it, but it really helps clear your mind and help keep your focus on what you need to do because it is going to be stressful. It is going to be at times energy expensive And you might need those little five-minute spells each day just to clear your brain. Journaling. We've mentioned this in the past as well. Takes 10 minutes. Done daily. Becomes a really important habit. If you're struggling for what to put in there, as always, we recommend three wins from the day. So three things that you're proud of from that day and three things you're going to do tomorrow to improve. Simple. Three, three. And here's one that we teaching our teams wherever we've worked and and whichever teams we've worked with we've always promoted something within the culture that i think is important here never complain down never ever complain down so when you're working in a, a in a stressful environment like you're trying to you're trying to build relationships you're trying to build an audience and if you're in a commercial gym there might be other trainers in there that are trying to do the same thing and maybe their attitude isn't as good as yours maybe it's a little bit negative Don't get involved in that. Don't go bitching about it. Don't complain about it to people either at the same level as you or below you. All you're doing is promoting negativity. Now, you have to get that stressful energy out somewhere. So again, I would recommend looking for a network of people that maybe have done it before, maybe who are sort of mini mentors to you, people who have experience in these skills, run to them. Go and, go and speak to them. Go and tell them about your challenges. Go and tell them about your problems. They'll be best suited to help you, and it'll be a good place to put that energy, right? They'll be able to cope with it. So that was a little one I wanted to throw in today. Okay, short and sweet. No fluff today. I just wanted to go through something that I think, you know, like a, it triggered me that person reaching out and asking about building up your first four or five clients, and it, it did make me think, Probably the biggest thing you need to get used to is rejection. And how do you push through that? And have we done any podcasts on that recently? And I don't think we have. So I hope all this helps. Go back, listen over, listen to some of the tips in there. And other than that, signing off for this week. Have a fantastic week. And we'll see you next Wednesday on the podcast. Your feedback and questions help us shape the future of this show. So if you enjoy the show and want it to continue, why not be part of its creation by giving us some help, support and ideas? If you've enjoyed the show so far or just this particular episode, then please feel free to head over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify to leave us a rating and review. And as always, we want you to tune in next time. So hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And we will catch you again very soon in our latest Profit Podcast episode. Take care and we will see you very shortly.